Hey, it's Kyle Meredith, host of the Kyle Meredith with podcast, presented by WFPK at WFPK.org and the Consequence Podcast Network. It's a series that puts the spotlight on iconic musicians and actors, inviting them to drop by and talk about their latest projects, whether it's albums, TV shows, films, or beyond. I'm going to say something I don't want to say. Here it goes. Without Spinal Tap, there is no Tenacious D. Whoa. <laughs> Man. We get great stories and the biggest scoops from people like Garbage's Shirley Manson, the 1975's Matty Healy, Jack Black and Kyle Gass of Tenacious D, Maya Hawk, Kiefer Sutherland, and everyone in between. New episodes arrive every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones. You can find Kyle Meredith with on the Consequence Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. Consequence Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. I'm Iprika Marau, the singer and guitarist of Nervosa. You are listening to Beyond the Boys Club on Consequence. I think there was a time when having an all-female band was such a novelty, and people thought, oh, this is kind of a gimmick. It's a band all with women. But thankfully, that time is long gone because... I think that people finally realize when there's an all-female band, it's because all of the players are so talented and skilled and that musical chemistry was just right. Nervosa out of Brazil is one of those bands. They're an all-female band that makes amazing brash music. If you're a metalhead like me, you're going to love this band. Just incredible thrash, very guitar-driven music. And we've got Prika from Nervosa on the show. They just released a new record called Jailbreak. And the really cool thing about this record is that for the very first time, Prika actually is stepping up and doing lead vocal duties after being just lead guitarist for a while. So it's crazy. She just stepped up and took on that lead vocal role. Going to talk with her about that as well as her journey into music. What inspired her to want to be in a heavy metal band in Brazil. And what's the scene like in Brazil? Because I'm always fascinated with the different musical scenes in different countries and how that differs from us here in the U.S. It's Ann Erickson, and you're on Beyond the Boys Club on the Consequence Podcast Network. If you don't subscribe yet, it's very easy. Just search for the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Hit subscribe, and you'll be instantly notified of the next show featuring great in-depth talks about all things music. All right, we're going to get into it right after this break. Prika from Nervosa. Take me back to when you first started doing music and what made you uh, inspired to want to do this for a living eventually. I think that this was uh, it's born with me, you know, like uh, since I'm born and realized what a thing is, <laughs> I was always like very passionate with the music. It was something that was calling me attention and I was in somehow involved always. Like uh, I remember when I was a really small kid, I remember my favorite uh, toy was a microphone. You know, a, a small piano with a lot of noise. Uh, it, it was calling me all the time. And of course, my family, it's uh, very musical in somehow. My father was a musician. 
like playing acoustic guitar and another instrument just existed here in Brazil called a viola, that it's 10 strings. It's like a 12 strings acoustic guitar, but with the 10 with a different tuning. So, and my mom was always listening rock and this kind of thing. So surrounded by me, always music was there, you know? So it was like a, something natural and also influenced by family. And when I was a, a teenage, I was like, listen to guitars on the music that I like it. And I say, I want to play guitar, you know? I was like, with no doubt, I was not thinking in other instrument. It was crazy if I come back in time, I cannot find any excuse or reasons. I was just want to play guitar, guitar, guitar. And I could buy my first guitar when I had my first job. So my first salary <laughs> to love guitar. That's great. So your family was like super supportive of you doing this because they were musicians as well. Yeah, more or less. Of course, uh, they were always worried, you know, like uh, being a musician, it's not easy. I think working with the arts is always is like a huge challenge. So they were a bit worried, they were supporting, but at the same time, asking me to have plan A and plan B, you know, I think it, would, it, it was a, a great device actually, because my plan A, that now is a plan B, <laughs> it helped me in the music because I was studying in a university about a business and administration. So it mm -hmm. helped me to administration my band. So it was a good thing. Yeah, no, actually, I know someone else who went into college for business, even though he wanted to be a musician, and it helped him too, because he ended up doing, uh, being a professional full-time musician, but he used all that business knowledge. Exactly. It's, it's always as good to know a little bit how these things works, you know, all the, the professional jobs, whatever, it's good to know how to organize your stuff, how to deal with numbers. Because numbers make part of our lives. Money there, the bank account, and like, you know, like taxes and this kind of bureaucracies. It's good to have like a, just a, a bit and the, the regular knowledge. I think it's always important. How would you describe the music scene there in Brazil? I describe like music scene, it's like a, with no end because we have like a lot of um Brazilian music in many styles and we have uh, like uh, many different scenes here. It's a huge country with a huge population. But uh, if we are talking about like rock and mellow, I have to say that it's a bit um, like underground for one side. From the other side, we are super united and organized. So we have a lot of um, good YouTube channel in a professional way. We have a lot of magazines, like online websites with big numbers and everything. But I think the problem in Brazil, it's always about money. Our economy, it's very unstable and not that strong. So we suffer it sometimes that we don't have so much support. We don't have so much choices. I mean, we cannot go in three shows per month, example. It's not possible to pay for that. The shows here are very expensive because the bands are coming for very far places and the difference from our currents to another currents it's always a problem as well right but it we have like a huge crowd and people that it's very passionate and always finding a way to support them somehow and yeah i'm very proud that we have a lot of beautiful and amazing musicians and men i always think of sepultura when i think of brazil and, and metal music <laughs> i think they are the kings 
you know, yeah. here in our country are the guys that opened the doors for all the bands. They made the history in our city and I think in a metal, in the world in general, you know. And they created a, their own style that it's influenced all the bands in Brazil and many bands in the world. And it's for me, it's one of the my main influence, you know, and inspiration as well. Absolutely. They're a fantastic band and just really good guys, too. Oh, yeah. The old Sepultura and the new Sepultura. Uh, I'm talking about both. Both. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So congrats on your new record, Jailbreak, which is just an amazing, like heavy, super awesome release. <laughs> exactly. Now we are starting the promotions of our new album, Jailbreak. We did a tour in Mexico right now, the first one. And it was great. Mexico never disappointed. It was a very nice experience. So we have a one festival to play right now in Metal Hammer Paradise in Germany. And then we have some plans. We have the cruise in U.S. to play 70,000 tons of metal. We have a plans for U.S. next year as well. We have a tour that we are working. We are announcing very soon, but we are still finishing some stuff. Uh, we have a lot of festivals in Europe. We have a tour in South America coming very soon because we have a very important festival conforming to here in Sao Paulo in Brazil, it's, which is um, Summer Breeze Brazil, because we have the Summer Breeze in Germany, but we also play in, in Summer Breeze Brazil, which will be super important for me. It's my city, my home, the home of Nervosa, my first time as a singer singing there, so I'm very excited. We have a lot of news to announce, so we can, I cannot say so much right now. Everything that I can say is this. It's already busy, so extra yeah. news on top of all that. Oh, no. Yes. We are also <laughs> working in many content for the our YouTube channel, for the social medias. Because always between December and, and January, we stop it to work. It's like our break, you know. So, But it's our break, but it's not because we are working for to give the people a lot of uh, new content, to different things. Always creating stuff, never stop. Yeah. So take me back to when you guys were first starting out as a band. What were those early days like? Uh, I remember when I started Nervosa in 2010, 14, almost 14 years ago. I remember that I was looking for a drummer for my band. I was playing a death metal band. Just a friend of mine recommended a, a female drummer, which was uh, Fernanda Terra. And I remember the first time that I talked with her, she was like uh, very excited. But she said, like, I like your band. But I would love to have a female band. What do you think about it? And I say, I was not thinking about it, but I think it's a great idea because for me, always the huge challenge was find a, a female drummer, you know, and, uh, and she was there. I say, okay, if I start with the hardest thing, so the rest will be easier and was super excited. And then we started Nervosa. In three months, more or less, we founded this name and we keep it working only me and her in the studio. We composed like four songs. We booked two shows, but we didn't have the other members. So we we were looking for the, the other girls, but uh, anyone was fitting exactly, which was we're looking for. So it was a huge like period in looking for the correct people to join us and to make the, the band happen. And this only could happen in in the end of 2011, one year and a half after. Wow, so it took a long time to find the right people with the right musical chemistry and stuff. Yes, it's hard because sometimes the people are super cool, 
they're super talented, but they want the different things. You know, sometimes uh, I just can and I just want to play in weekends. And we were already with the objective to be professional and play around the world and, you know, make tours and everything. So, and sometimes just just doesn't match. It's not about the ability or mm-hmm. being nice people or not. You know, it's more than that. Yeah, it's just like real life relationships. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it just doesn't work, you know, even if it's a great person. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I think the most part of the, the time is more about that. Like what do you want for your life? And sometimes the people think that they want the same thing of you. But then they change, you know, like they experience different things that they never did. And simply they change. Then it's normal. You know, it's a more supportive thing. It's respect each other, you know. And, and support each other. If we are friends, we will always support it, whatever decision we take. So Jailbreak is a new kind of era for you guys, and you are singing for the first time, which is yeah. amazing. So what's that transition been like? It was crazy process because the entire life of Nervosa, mainly in the beginning, the Fernanda Terra, the first drummer, she was saying for me all the time, like, you should be the, the vocalist. Wow. And I was saying, like, I'm not vocalist, you know, I had to study for that. And I was not speaking English very well in that time, almost anything. And I say, no, I don't think it, I don't see myself as a singer and I want to play guitar and I'm not sure if I can do both. I say, no, forget it. So I was. Basically, avoiding this, I was not seeing myself in that position. And, and later we found a, a great singer, so she was there singing, which was Fernanda also. And I was totally okay with that. I was doing backing vocals, which for me was fun. And I say, I'm okay with only backing vocals. But um, I want to concentrate on myself as a guitarist. And also because I was the only guitarist in the band. So I have to be more concentrated in that. And I could move more and stage. I was in uh, different vibes. And when we have the first split of Nervosa, when the, the first singer left to the band, uh, this was not in my mind at all. You know, I was looking for a singer. And I say, Nervosa has a, a level that, you know, I cannot take the risk to assume vocals because I never studied this. I'm not a singer. I don't know like so many things about vocals. I know how to do backing vocals, but this is so simple and basic, you know? I say like, if I had time, like two years to study, I could be the singer. But this was not passing through my mind. So that's why I choose another singer, which was Diva. But after she decided to leave the band and I say, I don't want to take the risk to trust in someone that will leave the band for the reasons that I can understand, I support it, I agree, it's, everything is fine. But it's so, so much time invested, so much time, uh, uh, like so much money, you know, energy, many things invested. So, and then I say, okay, maybe to bring in more peace, to bring in more consistency. Table. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Let's say now I have a second guitar. So maybe. I should give a try, I should give a chance for me. Let's see what I can do, you know? So we had like something like two months and we had the one tour and, and I say, okay, this tour will be my test. 
So in this tour, I came back to the backing vocals. So I was doing a lot of vocal parts in there. So and then I was sure that I could do it. And of course, I had the help for a friend of mine, which would teach me how to sing and everything. And I was feeling more secure, this kind of things. And when we arrived in a studio, and I say, okay, this is one of the main thing. And I recorded the album. I like it, what I listen. And I say, okay, now the last thing is to know if I'm able to do a tour singing like this. But I prepared myself for that when I did the first tour and everything was totally fine and okay. And I say, okay, I can do it. <laughs> and then the people accepted it, me as a vocalist and many things. And I'm super happy with this position. And I'm feeling that I'm doing this for so long time. It's crazy. Do you love it? I mean, do you get more enjoyment out of it now that you're not just guitar, but also vocals? Uh, not, not about enjoy more, but I think uh, when you accept it, the um, the positive and the negative things, you know, it's easier. So I was super having fun being only guitarist. So there are some advantages. Of course, I can move in myself more. I can pay more attention to people, you know. It's a, it's more freedom for one side, but for the other side, I see a lot of advantages to be singer. You know, I can talk with the people. I can be closer to the people like this. And I really feel comfortable and I feel really, I'm, I'm feeling really excited because it's a new challenge for me. So I'm saying, wow, look what I can do. Look what I discover, you know, like this kind of thing that with the guitar was a big stock hit. But being a singer now, I discover a new world, you know, so I'm really happy and I'm really enjoying so much this position right now. I can tell. No, that's so great. Tell me about the other new band members. Yes. On guitars, we have uh, Elena Cotina, which is great and super talented guitarist. I was a huge fan of her. I was looking uh, always for her videos on the internet and social medias. And I say, I want to play with this girl. And I was looking for a guitarist for a long time ago, but I, unfortunately, I couldn't put another guitarist in the band because of logistic things, um, money, sharing, these kind of things. The structure of the band was in a good position that time, but to have a, another member, extra member, maybe was like a dangerous movement. So I preferred to be with a safe way. But now that we had the, the lineup change again, then we were four pieces, and I say now it's perfect to have a second guitar. So I contacted her almost two years ago, and we started to work for this new album. And on bass, we have Hell Pyre, which is a great musician also, and I'm following her for many years. She was uh, with the opportunity to sing and tour with the King Diamond in Latin America. So I discovered her in this tour because I was in a Sao Paulo show here in Brazil. And I say, wow, this girl has an amazing voice. And then I start to follow her and she was playing amazing bass and we need a bassist. And I say, okay. And she was like loving her voice and it always sent me a message, please consider me if you needed wow. me or something like that. And I say, yes, nice. this is a perfect timing. And both the girls, the guitarists and the bassist, they are from Greece. So that's why I moved to Greece and now I'm living in Greece. I'm in Brazil right now, but just to visit my parents here, but I live in Greece. So, uh, oh, wow. Yes, we are all together right now there. And the drummer, it's Mikaela Naidenova, a girl from Bulgaria, a very talented girl. 
that she joined Nervosa to help us in a in a very delicate moment. You know, she came in last minute and she did a, a great job. Wow, do you ever hang out with Gus G in Greece? <laughs> yes, yes, he's our friend now. Oh, good. <laughs> we we played the two two shows with him, with his band, uh, with uh, Firewind. Firewind. Yeah, we're playing in Athens and in Agrinu and two different festivals. And it was a great and very nice experience. He's a very nice guy, very talented, and his band is amazing too. Definitely. That's great. So do you notice uh, more women in metal music today versus when you started out? Do you notice a difference? Wow, there is a huge difference. <laughs> yeah. I started to play guitar in 1999. And in that time, it was few girls only in metal scene. I mean, even in the crowd, it was few girls. And mm -hmm. playing the band, I think, wow, I cannot describe numbers, but I can account in one hand for sure. And yes, I think internet also put us all together. You know, we could know each other more. We could chat with each other, this kind of things. And yeah, and we have a new generation of girls, a lot of young girls, and including Nervosa example, we have two very young girls in the band. So I think this is the reflection to have more female bands coming now. And I think um, when we see examples, this is give us some kind of courage, more more power, this kind of things. So the internet era, era helped all of us, you know? and we could put all together and make this happen and somehow, and this is amazing. I could know, example, more old bands that I didn't know. Because the first band I remember to see as all-female band, I think, was L7. And then I discovered Girl School. But after that, I didn't know any other bands. From nowadays, example, I discovered Runaways. I discovered Bonnie. that was from the 70s, 67 and it was like amazing. So we could be more inspired by women for nowadays because of the internet. Were people surprised in the beginning because you were an all-female band? Was that something that people were like, wow, this is such a novelty? More or less, yes. Uh, not that much because in Brazil, example, we had uh, two all-female bands before us, like um, Volcana and Valhalla. It was the first one was a kind of trash metal band, and the second one was a death metal band. So, but we came to the metal scene years after. Uh, they, they were more in the beginning of the 90s, you know? So it was a long time ago, and now we are more a new generation. In the time that we came, we were the only ones uh, um, to be in the level that we were like hitting all the world and having an international label, this kind of thing, doing tours. So, and then the people were surprised, like, whoa, these three girls, what they are doing, it's amazing, <laughs> you know, this kind of things. And we were discovering things as well. We didn't know how big was these things and how much of this was hitting the people. And we were discovered with the time. Now, early on, did you have any pushback from people, any struggles being a woman in this genre? Yes, I think women in general, you know, the professional things yeah. always is suffering, you know, like uh, we have a very racist um, humanity in somehow. I think in some countries it's a bit worse in other mm -hmm. 
less religions interference a lot on these things as well. And I think the most important thing is uh, not give the focus on this and not to, you know, not let this to harm you and somehow to stop you, to give up and somehow. It's important to talk about it, bring these topics, but uh, I think we should concentrate on ourselves more in the game, you know, what we are conquering and giving uh, like a support in each other and giving power for each other and for we keeping going, you know, we still have a lot of things to fight. We still have a lot of things to face it. And, but actually the internet again brings more discussion and we discover many things. We changed our mind from many things that in b before was totally different because we didn't have access of information or something like that. So we see many experience, different experiences in this kind of thing. So ignore this and fight for this. It's very important for we being the place that we want to be. So metal music is still very much male-dominated. Why do you think it is that there are more men in metal and always has been that way, even though thankfully there are a lot more women now? I don't know the reason, to be honest. Maybe it's because if we come back very many years ago, very in the back, like um, in the 40s, something like that, the woman was that person that was have kids to take care about the house, you know, these kind of things. So we were not uh, able to have access. The people were not supporting so much a woman doing this kind of thing. So it was very hard uh, to have the opportunity to have the access. So from the 70s to now, the things was getting better and better and the doors was opening. So it's something new for a woman that for the men, it's not new. You know, so, but I see in the metal scene, the, the woman participation, it's getting bigger and bigger. And I see the metal, the future of the metal, it's in the woman's hand, actually. We have a different way to think, to compose. The ceilings are different. The visions are a bit different. And I think if this is the new taste of metal, you know, and it will be a lot of woman bent. I love it. I agree. And, you know, it's not just the performers on the stage, but as you mentioned, I notice in the crowd a lot more women now than even 10 years ago. Yes, yes. The new generation, it has a lot of girls coming. And I think it is, that's why, like, uh, we learn a lot of things. We could support more other women, you know, we could be more united. So we are giving power for each other. And I think this is uh, like a seeding, you know, all of us. Yeah, do you feel a special kinship with other women who are out there in the music industry? Yes, yes. I think uh, when we see another woman doing whatever, example, when I find I found the uh, sound girl example, mm -hmm. I always like to talk with her and and to know many things like how she started, how the people supported her, and how are you know her goals and everything. And I always wanted to you know this kind of girls working with us as well. Also, in, in many ways, other musicians, I, I supported a lot of uh, female bands, for example. There is a band called uh, Sisters of Suffocation. 
We had some situations in the band that some members could not come to the tours. And we always exchanged members, you know, like we, we invited the guitarist of this band to play with us when I could not come in a tour in 2017. And now this year we had a problem with our bassist and the bassist would replace it for one another girl from this band. And I think this is great. You know, it's a very supportive. And I see examples on websites specializing in women. I see guys creating a fan page only with the female bands. We have a lot of support and these kind of things we have to concentrate in these people, not the people that is trying to, you know, destruction everything. Like this doesn't matter. They are minority. The majority part of the people, they like, they support. And this is something that we need to give value and support as well. Definitely. 100% agree. What advice would you have for young women who want to get into the music industry and get into metal music? Like uh, say to not never give up, never listen to people saying toxic things, example, because internet comments in every video, photo, whatever you were doing, like always how much more success will you have, more you will see people trying to, to destroy you, you know, psychologically thing. But this is just internet. Everybody's uh, like uh, with a lot of power and courage behind of the computer, but face to face, I never experienced any kind of things like that. Nobody came to me and said this bullshit only on the internet. So, but even if they came to me and say to me in my face, I don't care. I'm doing what I love. And so my advice is do what you love, what you want, the way that you want. Trust in yourself and believe in yourself. Never expect that the others will support you or believe in you, make the people to believe in you. But first of all, believe in yourself and never give up. And that's it, girl power. I love it. And no, that is great advice. And yeah, I like the idea of also having thick skin because I think a lot of people who aren't used to the spotlight when they get out there in music and start getting fans and stuff, some of those negative comments might really hurt them and just know to just be like, no, this is me. This is who I am. And that those anonymous people who knows where the heck they are in a basement somewhere, just exactly. don't listen to them. <laughs> exactly. And look, if you account the numbers of negative comments and the positive comments, you always will find more positive than negative. And I think uh, these guys that lose time trying to hit you in somehow with this kind of words, whatever, they are fans, but they are envy fans. Because mm -hmm. if I don't like something, I will not lose my time, you know, writing something. I would just not care. Like, I don't like it, you know, and I'm going. But if you are losing time, like, no, I have to say something because this is not. It's envy, you know, and yeah. envy, it's a, a kind of negative admiration. But it's a admiration. So don't take this serious. Don't pay attention and say, fuck off. I will continue doing what I want. <laughs> Yeah, that's great advice. I love it. Well, it's been great chatting with you. Thank you for the amazing time. And I look forward to seeing you hopefully on the road soon. So is there anything else that you want to add to your fans, like how they can find you online? Yes. Thank you so much again for this opportunity. This is very important for Nervosa. And I just would like to say thank you for all the fans for supporting Nervosa and for the amazing, like showing amazing love to all of us. We are very excited to start the tour around the world and to meet all of you. 
If you want to support the band, you can go in www.nervosaofficial.com and you can find our official stores and everything and the listeners, uh, I mean, the, the digital platforms to listen our albums and everything. And if you want to subscribe in our YouTube channel also, it's a great thing because we are working for many nice things and new things there. So, and just thank you so much for everything and see you soon. Rika from Nervosa, thanks for being an awesome guest on the show. I loved everything that she said, but I really loved how she said you have to have thick skin being a woman in music. And I think that this is common for anyone who has an online presence. Even being a music journalist and radio host and all that stuff, just being out there, you have to realize that you're going to get negative comments. And like she said, the positive stuff will far outweigh any of the negative stuff. And it was really interesting that she mentioned no one has ever come up to her in person and said this stuff to her face. That says something. Those anonymous commenters or the people just hiding behind their little profile pic and their name, they're not real. So just forget about them. And if you want to go into music, just be ready for anything and just believe in yourself. Believe in what you know you can do and your musical vision because it's all art. Like she said, don't let any of these negative things get you down. What a great interview. I love talking with her about what it was like stepping up in the lead vocalist role because that was a huge change and she's done a great job with it. She sounds amazing on their new record, Jailbreak, which is available now. You can check that out. All right, as always, thanks for hanging out on another episode of Beyond the Boys Club on the Consequence Podcast Network. And one more reminder, you have to subscribe. I mean, you don't have to, but you really should because then you'll be extra cool. Just search for the podcast wherever you listen. We are pretty much everywhere that you listen to podcasts. Hit subscribe and it's that easy. You'll get notified of the next awesome episode. Until next time, thanks for hanging and keep rocking. 